Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. Hey guys, welcome to or welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. Before we get started, make sure that you are subscribed to the Oh My Allergies podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Follow the Oh My Allergies podcast Instagram to keep up with what we are doing and to see some really fun content. Rate and review the podcast. Hopefully it is five stars and keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know. In today's episode, I wanted to talk with you guys about self-care tips when you have seasonal allergies because literally the pollen is here. Hide your kids, hide your wife, literally. If anyone remembers that meme from like literally a gajillion years ago, you are definitely a real one. But yeah, I can see like the flowers blooming, the pollen is sticking to people's cars, and I honestly normally dread this time of year, but over the years I've been able to incorporate some things into my life that really just allow me to be able to prioritize myself for the sake of my allergies. Happy nose, happy Valencia. But before we get into today's episode, you guys know I gotta tell you guys what's been going on. So what's been going on with me? Well, this past week, was absolutely insane, guys. And when I say that it was insane, I mean that it was literally insane. I had a presentation this past week for one class along with just a few different homework assignments that were just very, very long and took a lot of time and took a lot of effort for my other classes. Plus, I had two conferences this past weekend and was busy with stuff for my sorority. So lots of Zoom calls, lots of phone calls, lots of text messages for something that we were preparing for. But overall, my classes are going really well, which I am really excited about. However, I'm just really dealing with Zoom fatigue, which I'm pretty sure everyone has gone through or is going through it right now. Like just honestly, I am just so sick of Zoom and like I just sometimes want to take my computer and throw it because I'm just tired of being in front of my computer this much. It's just too much to be honest and I just wish we had like a real spring break because honestly I need a whole week of me not having to do anything for school. My school literally only gave us one a day for spring break. One freaking day. It's ugh, it's just it's just really really frustrating and I know like some people on social media and even people from my school are just talking about how they feel like universities during this time are not really putting students' mental health at the forefront of all of this just because during this time like pretty much everyone's mental health including my own has been on a really big roller coaster. I honestly just take one day at a time and pray. That is literally what's been getting me through all of this time just because it's just it's just a lot to have to deal with on top on top of, you know, it being a pandemic and 
everything that comes along with that term and it's just honestly just so crazy and then seeing things on like CNN of them having to like shut down Miami Beach because spring breakers are still trying to act like we are not in a pandemic it just literally blows my mind the things I see on the news about the pandemic and what people are not doing but that's basically what's been going on with me um in a nutshell so I guess I can get right into my foodie likes so my foodie like for this week is from go macro it's their oatmeal chocolate chip bar now when we had jenna so from so yum on the podcast earlier in season two she talked about how she's just been loving this bar from go macro but i was literally never able to find it at a store near me until march of 2021 which is crazy to think about that it took this long because literally the episode went up this past fall I talked with her I think in August so it's kind of crazy if you do the math how many months it took to come into my region and into my area and into my state but I was finally able to try it and man guys this bar is really good so Jenna consider me influenced Um, but it's kind of sweet in comparison to my favorite bar from them which is the sun flour butter and chocolate bar but I still think that it's pretty good like I said it is kind of sweet but if you're into that type of thing I highly recommend and I definitely would buy it again so highly highly recommend this bar but that is my only foodie like because I've mainly just been eating the same snacks um I actually recently just purchased something new from Whole Foods but I have not tried it yet when I try it and if I like it I will definitely talk about it here on the pod but with that being said I'm just gonna get right into the allergies This allergy news article comes from Prevention and it's titled Dealing with Constant Fatigue? Here's why allergies may be zapping your energy. So this allergy news article is in honor of today's episode, which is all about seasonal allergies. And this article talks about the reasons why allergies may be making you tired. So some of the reasons why your allergies just may be zapping literally all of the energy that you have out of your entire body is the first one that they mentioned in the article is that you're not breathing well and when you're not breathing well you're not getting oxygen as easily so your body has to work a little harder to be able to operate normally which in a nutshell can wear you out so that could be uh, a key factor into why you feel like your energy is being zapped Another reason that they mentioned in the article is how your immune response is tough on your body because allergies, you know, we've talked about in the podcast before, cause inflammation to your body. So when your immune system is inflamed, your body uses a lot of energy and resources to be able to make an immune response. 
Also, when you're having an allergic reaction and, you know, the histamines, which we've also talked about in the podcast before they are released, this can also make you feel tired. Another uh, factor they said is if you're having trouble sleeping and seasonal allergies, they can cause nasal congestion, which I have personally been victimized by nasal congestion because of allergies. And that can disturb your ability to be able to get a good night's rest. And this literally happened to me the other night. And guess who did not get a lot of sleep that night? This gal did not. That is exactly who. And um, the last factor that they mentioned in the article is how your medication is wiping you out. And fatigue could be a side effect of the allergy medication that you're taking. So make sure that you are reading the label on your medication. But speaking of your medicine wiping you out, I have a little story time for you guys. Uh, You guys might be entertained by this, actually, because my mother still gets a kick out of this story when I tell her. Um, But I was actually prescribed um, an allergy medication for my doctor because, as you guys know, I'm very sensitive when it comes to environmental allergens and pollen. It just doesn't take much for me to get into sneezing fits, which in turn makes my stomach muscles hurt, and then my voice goes down an octave, and then I get the nasal congestion, and my eyes get watery and itchy and it's just it's just not a good time over here so I started taking this medicine and you know there will be times when you know I'm just gonna be honest I would forget to take it at night so I would you know take it in the morning or while I was on my way to class and then you know once I started doing this I started noticing a pattern of me feeling super tired in this one class And I always felt like I was literally two seconds from taking a nap in in this class. So one time I was talking to someone after I was done with this class. And then I was like, oh, hold on for a second. I forgot to take my allergy medicine. So I told them to hold on. And, you know, the person I was talking to, you know, they're aware of my allergies. And, you know, they have allergies too. And they were actually on the same medicine as me. So they were like, wait, are you talking about, you know, insert medicine here? Um, And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you do realize you're supposed to take that at night because it makes you drowsy right and I was like oh so long story short read the label on your medicine don't be like me taking medicine that makes you drowsy which is why it is a nighttime medicine during the day because you will just thank me later but if you want to read the full allergy news article it will be linked in the show notes below but that concludes the allergy news like I say in all the episodes we always link the allergy news article that's discussed in this episode just so you guys can take a further look do some deep diving on your own be able to you know read the article it's an entirety because I don't cover every little thing that's mentioned in the allergy news articles that I'm spotlighting for the week so really use that time to be able to you know do your own research um and you might be able to get on some points that I might not be talking about in the episode. But with that being said, let's get right into today's topic, which is all about self-care and seasonal allergies. So like I said, today's episode is all about self-care tips when you have seasonal allergies. If you guys have been listening to the pod for a while, then you know my seasonal allergies are bad. And when I say bad, I mean a bad with a capital B. 
And an aspect of allergies that, you know, we haven't covered here on the podcast is self-care in terms of allergies because allergies, you know, they can be very, very stressful. So it's important to remember to take care of yourself because you only have one body and self-care really just helps you with being able to maintain a healthy relationship with your body physically and mentally. I actually want to talk more about self-care on the podcast just because I believe that self-care is just super important. I know people, you know, including myself can get so wrapped up in doing this for this person or, you know, doing that for that person that they may, you know, forget about themselves. And to me, you know, self-care isn't selfish, you know, in order to take care of others, you know, you have to take care of yourself because, you know, two halves is an equation for trouble. You know, you need to make sure that you're able to do whatever you need to do to feel whole and at peace with yourself. So self-care, you know, it can be a great way for managing, you know, your allergy symptoms during stressful times because stress can often trigger Uh, allergy symptoms to appear. So although, you know, self-care is different for every person, you know, I wanted to share some tips and things that I do to help calm my mind and body since allergy season, you know, is happening right now and it's open season. So I just wanted to be able to talk about this with you guys and hopefully you guys find this episode to be helpful and you learn something from it or you're able to, you know, understand where I'm coming from and, you're able to see like, hey, you know, I'm not the only person who does these types of things in order to, you know, stay sane with your allergies. Um, But the first tip I have is, you know, probiotics. So from everything, you know, that I've read, it looks like, you know, the reason why probiotics help is because they help balance the general inner ecosystem. So when your body is in a stage where it feels and reads either, you know, foreign allergens or anything as being toxic, the balance in her ecosystem helps. So this basically means that probiotics should always be taken regularly to keep the body and the immune system functioning at top notch. You know, I'm not too well versed on the probiotic world, but I know about probiotic foods. So I'm just going to talk about more so the probiotic foods and drinks. Now, one of my all-time favorites is kombucha. I've talked about my love for kombucha on the podcast before. I love, 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 love getting ginger kombucha. Literally throughout this whole time with the pandemic, it's been so hard to find because I feel like everybody is now learning that ginger kombucha is good for your immune system. Um, But it's just so good, generally speaking, just from the taste of it. And it's good for you. You know, kombucha, it helps with, like I said, strengthening your immune system and improving digestion. So during the fermentation process, you know, some bacteria and yeast from SCOBY remain in the kombucha. And so the challenge, however, is that it is often difficult to know exactly how many bacteria and yeast are in the kombucha and what species. So kombucha, it can also kill bacteria and yeast due to it being rich in polyphenols, polyphenols, uh, which are substances known to reduce the growth of, you know, undesirable bacteria and yeast such as candida. However, kombucha usually has high sugar content um, and usually undesirable bacteria and yeast 
love and thrive off of sugar. So drinking a high sugar beverage, you know, can actually do the opposite and feed these pathogens. But I normally look for kombucha that has about like maybe like 12 grams or less. I know there's some that have like 20 or 22 grams of sugar for the whole bottle. And I'm just like, no thanks. But my all time favorite kombucha has four grams of sugar. It's from the brand Lenny Boy. It's a brand that's local to North Carolina. And I love it because it tastes so good, but it's also like really, really low in sugar. And I just highly recommend when you're looking for a kombucha, looking for one that has relatively low sugar content also kombucha it contains antioxidants which protect your cells from damage um some other examples of probiotic foods and drinks are sauerkraut, uh yogurt if you don't have a dairy allergy uh, there's milk kefir there's water kefir and kimchi another tip is regularly drinking water and allergy easing herbal tea so some people think that they drink a lot more water than they actually do i have two 32 ounce hydro flask and my goal each day is to drink at least four of them and it's important to drink enough water to be able to flush everything out so some of my favorite herbal teas are you know nettle tea which I've talked about on the podcast before uh, funny enough I've not been able to find it literally in any store whatsoever it's absolutely annoying that we can't find it but generally speaking love that tea highly a big fan of it I feel like it's helped so much with being able to ease my allergy symptoms um green tea is also a must for me I've raved about green tea multiple times here on the pod hot iced I honestly just don't care uh, green tea it's antioxidant rich in a plant compound that promotes anti-inflammatory protection against allergens also that plant compound also gives green tea its pigmentation and helps with blocking the immune reactions caused by pollen uh, dust and even animal hair which is super cool fun fact about green tea Another good tea is peppermint. That's another good one. Peppermint herbal teas, they act as decongestants and this type of mint decreases the secretion of anti-inflammatory enzymes like histamines that are the cause of immune reactions against allergens. I hate the flavor of this next tea that I'm going to be talking about, but I know it's good for you. So I'm going to include it Uh, just like I hate spinach and bell peppers, but I know that there are advantages to eating them and there's probably some listening who likes them they might even love them who knows but this one is for the licorice lovers or the one who just are able to tolerate licorice but licorice roots from the licorice plant they're known for their antihistamine and anti-inflammatory effects and an infusion of having licorice and herbal tea helps with being able to deal with symptoms like a runny and itchy nose but for all of my people who love a little fruity fruity you can try drinking a berry tea Um, as you know, there is the same plant compound that's found in green tea can be found in berries as well. And a blueberry herbal tea, you know, is a really good tea to try to help with reducing uh, seasonal symptoms. Another tip that I have incorporated into my life is apple cider vinegar. Besides the fact that apple cider vinegar with the mother in it has the probiotics in it, um, apple cider vinegar, it also has compounds in it that helps with, you know, balancing the pH of your body 
body and has been shown to be a remedy for allergies. I think that's really cool because you can incorporate apple cider vinegar in so many different aspects of your diet. I know some people like apple cider vinegar like myself and don't really mind it. There's some people who absolutely hate the taste of it. I completely understand, but I absolutely hate the taste of raw garlic but it does really great things for you and your body. So sometimes you just gotta suck it up and do what you gotta do to help with your allergies and to overall help with your health. This next tip is for my people who love gluten things and dairy filled things. If you're like myself and you're dairy free or you're gluten free, then you're good. But if you eat things that are filled with gluten and dairy, then this one's for you. Because sadly, I'm about to break your heart, but allergies are your body's way of expressing its feeling of feeling invaded by, you know, something undesired. And it's important to be able to keep things extra anti-inflammatory when your system is being compromised by histamines. Gluten and dairy are two of the main inflammatory culprits. So during allergy season, it just makes sense to avoid foods that the body would usually be able to process more easily during this time because gluten and dairy, they're just not gonna be really good for you and your body during allergy season. So if you eat gluten and you eat dairy, uh, you might wanna cut that out, you know? I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not telling you what to do, but you know, you might wanna try it. You might end up liking it. Um, another tip is adding herbs into your diet that support the liver, ease inflammation, and just support the immune system as it manages, you know, different reactions to the histamine that is compromising your body. So some of my favorites, you guys know, ginger. I've talked about ginger and my love for it in literally so many episodes. Ginger supports healthy digestion and blood circulation, which in turn supports a healthy immune response. It's so funny because if my mom cuts up pieces of, you know, from the ginger root, it literally takes me maybe a couple minutes to finish it all, literally no joke. And my mom always says, doesn't your mouth feel hot? Or something like, it took me longer to cut it than it did for you to eat it. And I'm like, you know, I don't play around with my ginger. And I've always been a fan of ginger. Literally anyone in my family will tell you that. I've always generally liked the taste of it. Plus it does so many great things for your immune health and your overall health in general. So honestly, it's like a win-win in my book. And I know it's so funny because I talk to people all the time about my obsession with ginger and people are like, don't you think like it's too hot for your mouth? And I'm like, eh, you know, maybe when I was younger, I might've thought about it. But now at this point, like, I'm like, yeah, my mouth feels a little hot, but like, does it burn? No, it doesn't burn. But I think that's just because I'm used to like the taste of it. Um, another herb that I recently started taking is oregano oil because my mom was talking to me about like some of the health benefits of it and incorporating it into my diet. And plus it helps with supporting healthy respiratory function and it's a natural antioxidant source. So that's a really good thing that I've been incorporating into my diet as well. For the oregano oil, you can put a few drops of it in some olive oil and kind of just take a little oregano oil shot. If you just want to get it out the way, sometimes that's how I do it um I've had it where I put it on salad before for me that's kind of different if you use like salad dressing it'll probably help with being able to mask the taste but I don't eat salad dressing so it just 
kind of tastes weird I'd rather have it where I put it in like a carrier oil and kind of like just take a shot of it because I just get it out the way and it's done and I'm like whoo I don't have to think about it again so do whatever works for you and your taste buds and whatever makes your body happy now the next herb I've had a love-hate relationship with and I've talked about it on the podcast before and it's garlic now I like the taste of it that it adds to foods but I don't like the smell of it and I don't like the taste of it by itself. But garlic is such a small yet powerful herb. You know, it's antimicrobial, uh, especially for your gut. You know, it's believed to be antibacterial, antiviral. It can help with fighting parasites, which can in turn help with being able to fight chest infections, respiratory infections. You know, we always have garlic in the house, literally like today, the day that I'm recording this podcast episode, which is on Saturday, we got like this big bag of garlic, of peeled garlic. And it's just like, we literally, the bag was like so big that my mom was like, we're literally not going to eat this much garlic. And I was just like, that's saying something because we always have garlic in the house and we always have a lot of it. So for her to be like, we got this big bag, we need to kind of like distribute this between, you know, my grandparents and, you know, her sisters and stuff like that. So we were like trying to be like, okay, like this garlic, you know, we can give this to my grandparents. We can give this to one aunt. We can give this to another aunt. It was kind of crazy, but we always have garlic, whether it's garlic powder or actually, you know, the garlic cloves. When I would, uh, be on campus I always would incorporate it into my diet you know I would always put like fresh garlic in my stir fry you know not only to give my veggies flavor since I wouldn't put anything on them but because of how good it is you know that I know for my body and my mom would always say this when I was growing up you know she would always say like if you feel like you're coming down with something you know like a cold or something along those lines garlic will literally knock it right out of you especially if you catch it early enough you know you can make like a super garlicky soup you can eat a couple of raw garlic cloves which is usually what we do you can roast a garlic bulb you know there are so many ways that you can introduce garlic into your life and it's honestly really easy to use another herb is a ekashina which I always butcher the name and to be honest when I first came across this herb I butchered the name like really bad like really badly and so now like if it's just me being at home, I'll butcher it on purpose because it's kind of like an inside joke, but obviously I know how to say it. But I normally will have this in the form of tea. And, you know, I know that's really good for continually improving immune health. Um, a really good brand that you can get for this tea is Traditional Medicinals. It's literally a tongue twister for me. Traditional Medicinals. Traditional Medicinals. If I don't say it slow enough. I will literally say traditional medicinals. Like I literally will say that because that's how much of a tongue twister it is for me. But anyway, that's a really great herb to try if you're trying to improve your immunity. Um, another herb is reishi, which I think I've had reishi before because my grandfather, he's really into using like natural remedies. And I feel like I've had this in the form of some type of tea. Over the years, I've had so many different types of teas with so many different types of mushrooms. So I just would not be surprised if I've had this in the form of tea, which I feel like I have. Um, but I know like in traditional Chinese medicine, it's considered a tonic and an adaptogen. So this means that it can support um, a healthy stress response and it's supposed to help to balance, you know, several different organ systems throughout the body. So overall, it has a really a lot of good health benefits to it. And traditionally, 
really, you know, it's known for nourishing your heart, you know, calming your spirit, uh, supporting respiratory health and supporting your liver. Um, another tip that I have for you guys that I do, that I try to do at least every single day is spread, is spending time outdoors. You know, sometimes getting some fresh air is important, especially if you're spending a lot of time indoors, which most of us are doing because still quarantine. And it's crazy because I'll hear people or see people say things on social media like, do you remember what quarantine felt like? Like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, wait. I'm still quarantining. What do you mean? Like we're still in a pandemic people. But anyway, um, you can take a walk outside, but obviously be sure to social distance and make sure that you're checking the pollen count outside. I literally get emails from the Atlanta allergy and asthma to be able to see what the pollen count is going to be outside just to make sure that, you know, I'm avoiding times when you know, pollen counts are really high or environmental allergens are really high. Just make sure that you check those things out. Um, Another tip is doing breathing exercises. I actually have a Fitbit and it has a feature on it where it will walk me through a breathing exercise. So I will usually use this feature if I'm about to take like a test because I get really bad test anxiety or if I'm riled up about something, you know, usually this will calm me down somewhat and kind of like center me in a sense. Um, If you're really into like meditation or you're you know, kind of eyeing it a little bit, you know, this could be a good way to like calm your mind and your body. You know, I know that there are times when, you know, I'm anxious and like, I don't even know it, but like once I'll like get more of a feeling and like feel more aware with my body, like I'll be like, my shoulders are kind of like tensed up or like I'm gritting my teeth and I don't even realize it. It's so absolutely crazy. So incorporating like meditation or breathing exercises it could be beneficial for you like if you have allergies or even asthma because as I talked about earlier in the episode stress can trigger allergy symptoms and asthma so literally anything that you can do to lower your stress levels it's gonna better you in the long run and I know like some people prefer to do breathing exercises or meditating you know in silence um, with music singing or even just speaking affirmations to themselves you know just find whatever works for you because honestly that's what's the most important um another tip that I have for you and actually it's the last tip I'm going to talk about in today's episode is getting back into an old hobby or an activity or even starting a new hobby or an activity you know whether that's picking up a book that you've been reading on and off for some time now you know this is literally low-key me there's a few books that I've started but I've just not finished yet but I like to read because it helps with you know not only like relieving stress but also just to take my mind off of things because I feel like with reading it allows you to like immerse yourself into someone else's world and I love to read so whether that's reading like a hardcover um, a paperback or reading on my kindle reader which is what I usually do most of the time but even if I get to read for like 30 minutes or even 10 minutes I always tend to feel better afterwards and you can also start like a creative project so whether that's drawing or writing poetry or journaling you know taking up some sort of a hobby or activity can provide some sort of an outlet for you to like release stress and calm your mind your body you know your soul and just also add like a new fun thing to your day-to-day life so like your days don't feel 
like they're like running all together because I know for me during this whole time like with quarantine and everything sometimes I feel like my days are literally running together because they all feel the exact same but those are all of my self-care tips for seasonal allergies I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we're just able to learn something or even relate to something in this episode as well and something that I wanted to say in this episode is that this is actually season two finale of the podcast. It's so crazy. I cannot believe we've already had two seasons of the podcast. Wait, what? What? It's so crazy. Like 47 episodes, including this one. Absolutely insane. Um, the next episode you're going to be hearing from me is going to be a season two reflection podcast episode. So definitely be on the lookout for that episode. Um, stop, drop, roll, and subscribe to the Oh My Allergies podcast if you've not subscribed to the podcast already. Make sure that you leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully it is five stars. Keep on telling people you know and don't know about the Oh My Allergies podcast, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>